Girl, he reads from these journals he kept when he was a principal. Uncut and uncensored, putting all his business in the street. The podcast, bless his heart. The name, Ken Williams. Look, you know how this goes. I go right into the journal entry. This is one of those rare instances. I'm going to tell you right now, put your cheer in the bed. Put your cheer into bed, as my grandma would say. Put your cheer into bed because I'm already mad and I haven't read the entry yet. I'm telling you, I'm mad and grumpy. One, I know what the damn entry's about and I'm pissed off all over again. Two, I'm kicking myself for poor planning. I've been out of town since last Thursday, a family issue, and then worked in California for two days. I scheduled a day to batch a few of these episodes together so I wouldn't get caught in this situation, but here I am. I just flew home. You know what? I tell I tell consultants, budding consultants, new consultants that get in the game, that when you have travel woes, I'm about to break one of my rules, break the shit out of it. When you have travel woes that, you know... You miss a flight or your flight's canceled and you got to drive all night and you arrived at hotel at five and the gig starts at eight. Don't nobody give half a damn. Don't whine. Don't tell your audience all your trials and tribulations. Nobody gives a shit. You're getting paid. You're probably getting paid well. Show up and shut up. That rule should be universal. It should apply. I'm about to break it because I'm whining tonight. I worked in San Luis Obispo yesterday, had a great day with Hawthorne Elementary, drove four and a half hours to Orange County. Orange County, worked today, caught a 5.30 flight out of LAX, which is the most godforsaken airport on the planet. Flew home, landed the damn Atlanta terminal train stop so I get all my damn 10,000 steps in I just walked in at 1.50 damn 1am and I'm recording this podcast because I gotta have it up by 5a damn m and that's only 30% of why I'm grumpy the rest of it is this damn entry it's only it's only 1pm and already this day has been eventful I had an interview with a teacher from Lake Ridge Elementary. Dr. Brown had already sent me one wonderful fifth grade teacher. So she had some positive credibility with me already. She contacted me about this second one because she only wants to teach fifth grade. And for some reason, Dr. Brown said she needed her for fourth grade. We interviewed her, and while she clearly has a very strong personality, she has a track record of getting results on top of results on top of results. She's old school, has a passion for kids and learning. A couple of my teachers knew her and knew of her and had good things to say. We interviewed her, then I hired her. Somewhere in the recesses of my mind, I wondered about the fact that Dr. Brown was moving her, but I listened anyway. Her results and how she gets them are indisputable. When Jeannie called me 
and her voice dropped as she gave me her perception of this teacher, a damn know-it-all, negative about some things, a person who everyone looks at and says, oh damn, when they raise, when she raised her hand. Is she a Larry Brown type, gets results, but then wears her welcome out? She certainly was not shy about letting us know that she's accomplished. In the end, she said all the things I needed to hear. Excellent CTBS scores. Every child is a reader. Loves an accelerated reader. No office referrals. No ISS. Connects with kids. High expectation. No excuses. With all that, I'll deal with whatever else. I think. We'll check on this entry a year from now. Well, shit wasn't part of the entry. I just said it because I, I know what's coming. up dreading the thought that your teachers have no idea how to ensure equity for every student? Do you stress out at the thought that for years now you've been engaged in PLC light and not PLC right? Do you find yourself frustrated that some of your teachers don't believe all students can learn at high levels? And do you secretly find yourself deeply frustrated and worn down by the excuses offered as to why kids aren't learning? Are you somewhat unsure of what it takes to embed equity on every campus and on every team with every teacher in every classroom? And do issues like equity, racism, and social justice feel like a powder keg set to explode and completely fracture your campus? If so, then you need my new book, Ruthless Equity. Disrupt the status quo and ensure learning for all students. And just, I want you to imagine yourself working with supercharged confidence because you have clarity about how to ensure equity for every student. Confidence about leveraging equitable practices that will make student achievement more measurable and predictable. And never again wonder if you make a difference because you now understand you are the difference. If you're looking for a path to equity for every student, that matters. And in my mind, the only path that matters is the one that moves the needle for student achievement, then you need ruthless equity. And not only do you need ruthless equity, but you wanna check out my newest product, the Ruthless Equity Accelerator. Nine videos, plug and play, where I facilitate a book study with your entire staff or with individual teams through the most important aspects of every chapter. There's no prep, there's no pre-work, no preparation at all. And so you as a leader, teacher leader or school leader, get to hit play, pause, and engage with your staff learning together. Nine videos, preloaded, all the materials right there so that everyone on your staff hears the same language delivered by the same person. No more train the trainer where you're wondering if 
It's being re-delivered with fidelity because I'm doing the delivering, baby. I'm doing the delivering. So you should combine both the purchase of Ruthless Equity and the Ruthless Equity Accelerator. Again, nine. Vi- listen, when I was a principal, if somebody offered me nine videos that were not only quality, but represented nine potential already planned Chia Pet, just pour water on it, just set it and forget it like Ronco sessions, nine sessions. I'd kiss that man on the mouth and I'm happily married, baby. I'm happily married. If you want to find out more information, go to ruthlessequity.com. That's ruthlessequity.com. Now back to the podcast. All right, baby, let's get into it. I have a confession. I looked ahead at this journal entry and saw I recognized the first couple of lines. So I thought I I knew I was going to be mad. But I actually didn't read the whole entry last week. So it was really fresh <laughs> this week. And it the entry has more layers than I thought, but nothing that shocks me, man. Nothing that shocks me. First, let me say this. Let me say this. It's one thing. And look, first I'm going to say, I take take responsibility because clearly my intuition was nudged. And I put it aside. Right? Like something said, why is she calling me to move a teacher? A really good, 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 good teacher. And my gut said that, but... That impulsive part of me, like, you know, with age comes wisdom. And I'm much better these days at when my intuition nudges, like I pause. Like I pause even when shit looks right. I'm just looking around like there's something that like my intuition is talking to me. But clearly back then, you know, with 31 spots to fill and I got this good teacher. She's saying all the right things. And, you know, I ignored, I ignored that little tiny voice that says, something ain't right. Don't nobody move a teacher that's that, 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 that good. Calling your ass up to move a teacher over. But I was still kind of young in the game. Again, you know, she sent me Kamisha Akinlabi. I still remember her name. Great fifth grade teacher. She sent me Akinlabi. And so that's, that's the... That's the rationale I use to ignore my gut. But when Jeannie's voice dropped, I didn't even remember that shit. I'm so glad I journaled. God, I didn't remember that. Jeannie's voice dropped. I was, I knew, you know what? That's when you start bullshitting yourself because Jeannie is so credible, right? It's my new AP, my all-star fifth grade teacher, super leader, got no woman drama in her. So she shoots straight. No side eyes, no like innuendo. I got none of that kind of drama in her. So when her voice dropped, when I told her who I hired, I, damn. Anyway, let's look at this list. Don't so, so one, I take responsibility. And look, I'm all over the place tonight. I am punch drunk tired. I'm not excusing anything. I still think it's going to be a good episode. But just, you have to excuse me because I'm not recording shit over. That's one. I take responsibility. That said, that damn said, you are a trifling ass leader if you intentionally go to pass trash to another leader. You're trifling. 
That is not good leadership. That's not good community. That's not good juju. That's not good karma. That's horrible. That's horrible. I hope she stubbed her toe that damn morning. And she was old enough to be my mama, I think. Anyway, don't pass the trash. Now, here's my other rule. If you come in for one of my teachers who I might want the hell out of here and you don't follow the protocol that says call the past principal up and get a reference, if you don't call to check on somebody and you take in somebody's sop-a-dop ass on, then God bless you. Go on. I don't worry about it. That's happened to me a couple of times. A couple of teachers got snatched up. They were either mediocre or bad. And the principal just did not follow through and called me. So that's on you. I'm not going to call after you. Sape dot, by the way, is something my mother and aunties and grandmother would say when something was sloppy or slovenly. Something was sorry. You would just hear so like under their breath, they would say sape dot, sape dot. Don't ask me what that means. But you hear it in my family, you know that either your clothes ain't fitting right, you looking sorry as hell, you looking like a poop hut. Sape dop. And if it's real bad, my Aunt Sharon will say sape do dippity dop. Anyway, a couple of sape dop ass teachers got snatched up and the principal never called for a reference. So that's on you. Hey, that's on you. You're supposed to follow through with that. But when you intentionally pass the trash, if I do call and you don't give me an accurate report, shame on you. Shame on you. And I'm out here on my high horse saying that every, you know, teacher that I didn't want in my school underperforming or otherwise, I evaluated out, you know, using the the right process. No. Sometimes they got on with another school or another district that didn't do their homework and followed up. Sometimes they still followed up and... For whatever reason, they got hired anyway, right? I mean, because the damn paperwork to evaluate a teacher out is often just so cumbersome and rife with so many moving parts. Sometimes you got to, sometimes you got to use like gangster moves and shit. And honestly, that's what Dr. Brown, changing her name to protect the not innocent, she did. Called me up, my dumbass. Like, sure, I'll take a great teacher who gets results. But that whole list of shit I had in a journal entry. I'm, oh, God, I look back now. This is one of the reasons why I do this podcast is because leadership is a journey. Everybody evolves. You got to start somewhere. You got to take swings. I listed all the things. Look, what did I say? In the end, she said all the things they needed to hear. Great test. Who would get rid of a teacher like that? Who would get rid of a teacher like that? Like, I would do whatever it took to get her to go to fourth grade. Okay, so that's another sign. That's another sign that it took me to deal with teachers like this to understand how I think it's like a cancer on staff. And that is the ultimatum teacher. The ultimatum teacher. The one who's like, I only teach fifth grade. Like, you certified, your ass is certified pre-K-5. That's what your certificate says. And you talking about you only teach fifth grade or the one, I don't know, a couple of few months back when a teacher was like, you know, um, if 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 that kid doesn't stay in the office, I'm, I'm going home at lunchtime. And then 
took her ass home. But if you remember that entry, I wasn't in the building that day. And when I got back, I ate her a whole new asshole. I mean, that's that. So today, that ultimatum move of I only teach fifth grade, like that, that's a bad, like that's a sign. Like I know better now, but I, I didn't know better then. I just, I looked down. I was like, how the hell did I, how the hell did I add up this math and make it work? Ugh. Yeah. So leaders, I'm all about, like. uh this brother was saying today, head of human resources at Westminster in California, where I worked, he was like, hey, when in doubt, get them out. And he was talking about these temporary teachers who are still on probation. When in doubt, get them the hell out because they're not going to get better when they get once they get once they once they're permanent. Man, when, when Jeannie's voice dropped, I was done. God, I was done. And then. What had happened was, you know, what happened? How did I not see this? God, it's like this self. This episode is like self-flogging, man. You know what happened? She turned out to be a pain in the ass. Turned out to be a pain in the ass. Now I'm gonna date myself a little bit, but she wanted what I called them flip phone teachers. Sat her ass up front yelling at kids, sitting at an overhead with a flip phone out calling moms and grandmamas in front of the whole damn class this sorry ass teacher now her old school bite your head off or tough love or she can get crunk whatever all the kids those tactics may have worked a generation prior they may have worked five years prior to when i had her but they weren't working with my kids they weren't working they were not working all the stuff excellent scores all right whatever no office referrals no she didn't she didn't send kids to the office she would just sit up and call people's parents with her damn flip phone sitting at the overhead projector this shit was chaotic Ugh. connects with kids no no excuses no plenty of excuses what a pain in the ass god it was just one of the worst and I have to admit, I am, of course, you know, this is 15 years ago. I did, I probably blamed the principal who sent her sorry ass over to me. Probably 80% blaming that principal and 20% maybe possibly taking responsibility. I just remember being more pissed off at the principal than I was beating myself up. But today, I know that I could have prevented it all by just following my gut and just doing the math, like the math. But again, she did the okey-doke on me. She sent me a great teacher already, even though I went, that teacher, you know, that teacher sought us out. She heard some good things about our school. But this time she called. I should have just known. I mean, she was like, you know, because she didn't want to teach fourth grade. She only teaches fifth grade. Ugh. Ultimatum teachers. Anyway, I'm sure that's going to be an episode at some point in the future where, but I'm going to just spoil it right now. I had to get gangster with her ass. So I already knew about her ultimatum. I only teach fifth grade. That just bothers me. And by mid-year, before mid-year, I knew that I'd made a mistake. 
So when it's time for like allocations and stuff and staffing and stuff like that, I could hear her saying again, like, oh, I want to teach fifth grade. I want to teach first. You know what I did, right? You know what I did? I put her ass in kindergarten. Ooh, kindergarten was pissed off with me. And the thing is, as a leader, I can't fully tell them exactly what I'm doing. But I just try to tell them, hey, just be patient. Just, uh, I'm taking a risk here, but I think it's going to work out. Just hang in there with me. I put her ass in kindergarten. Kindergarten. And she came to me like to have a damn stroke in my office, but I would not, I did not relent. I just, just like, that's where I need you. (laughs) And she got up out of there. But don't let this entry make it sound like she got out of there like that like right now we're at 20 minutes 54 seconds on this podcast don't make don't let this entry make it sound like she got her ass up out of there in 20 minutes i had to deal with her all year long lord it's a pain don't pass the trash follow your gut do the math nobody calls and hands somebody a great teacher especially in a school district that as a whole is struggling. Oh, man. And so, that was just, that was just a terrible terrible time. But I'm so glad I read the entry again because I mean, it had so many different layers between the voice drop (laughs) and she said all the right things and the fact that the principal called me to give her ass away. Give a great teacher away. Anyway, I don't have a, I don't have a, a fancy ending this week. Honest to God, I am punch drunk. I'm bowling in the morning, late morning. It's two seventeen. I love you guys. I appreciate you listening. I'm so grateful to our fan base. If this, don't let I would I wouldn't pass this episode on as a sample of greatness. Uh, But if you find value in this podcast, please pass it on. And remember, baby, start with the crown, not with the kid. On the next episode of the Unfold the Soul, bless his heart, leadership podcast. What does it say when someone is mad as hell at you? Then you explain why they shouldn't be mad at you and it makes sense, but they're still mad at you. And then when you double back and explain again, they still mad as hell at you. You've been listening to the Unfold the Soul, bless his heart podcast with Ken Williams. For more information about Ken, visit unfoldthesoul.com.